Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, how about I sell you a 100-inch television? Do you want a 100-inch television? It only um, costs like a thousand, no, ten thousand dollars, and it weighs a thousand pounds. Oh my god! I remember the days of the monstrous TVs, and I'm yeah, not talking remember, size of the screen. I'm talking about heft. Hefty. It had the junk in the trunk. I remember when my dad brought home uh, his giant ass TV, and it was his pride and joy. And it was a flat screen. Um, it was huge, but yeah, it had all the junk in the trunk. It was really, really heavy. Um, and then I remember the day the TV died, and it was a dark day for everybody. <laughs> Did someone fall on it at a house party? Um, no, I th- like threw a baseball bat at it, and then no, I'm talking. No. It just died because it was old. Yeah, very scared for a second. Um, we're not alone talking season six, episode 14, clean and sober. And you know what? After I watched this episode, I reached out to this person and I was like, I see, I see you. I see what you're doing. I know why you picked this episode. Uh, joining us here today on the podcast is Tom Palmer. Hi, Tom. Jess. Jess. Tom. Just so you know, back in the day, Sarah killed someone. Did she blame the seagook? She blamed the seagook. Classic. But really, it was her. It was me the whole time. It was you the whole time. Here is Sarah on the podcast the whole time being like, oh, I'm the biggest Abby Morgan stan. Oh, we love Abby. Secretly, she killed her. I can't believe that my big secret got out. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the podcast, Tom. I knew, I knew as soon as we were getting, like, drunk Joey, I was like, oh, okay. Because, I again, uh, as people know, I don't have a very strong memory of almost anything that happens from, like, season four onward, basically. Uh, and so I didn't remember this particular episode at all. And I watched it, and I was like, Tom, you just wanted to talk about drunk Joey. And, of course, as a massive Jossie stan, makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, so this is my third appearance on the podcast, and each appearance has had a party, 
Mm-hmm. Two of them have had drunk Joey, and they've all had a pacey Joey scene at mm. some point at the end. So he has a type. <laughs> Wait, Tom, what's your type? What is my type? Well, obviously, I love Bertha and all of her toys. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Out of context, that's incredible. <laughs> um, just. Like, she can do things that no man has ever known or experienced before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like a big TV. I took it a little bit personally that, like, all the women on this episode were like, ugh, that thing is hideous. What do you need such a large TV for? Of course it's ugly, ugly, but back in the day, that was, like, what you got. Yeah. I don't understand um, the appeal of a large television. Yeah, it is one of those things where, like, it is, like, a gender trope thing. But, like, my memory is that, like, 100% that is how it was. Like, me, my dad, my grandpa were all like, look at this TV. And my mom and grandma would just, like, uh, it's just big and ugly. It doesn't fit in our living room. Like, what are you doing? And But, like, look at how big and beautiful it is. (laughs) Why do you feel like you want to be inside the football stadium? Like, what's the point? It's just, I don't know. It was, it was just so big. But like, it, like, almost like immediately afterwards, it changed because like there was the big TV phase. And then almost immediately after, we got really into small phones. Like, oh, yeah. It was like, okay, look at how tiny this phone is. It's so incredibly small. And you can like fold it up and it's even smaller. And then you have like the, the iPod Nano or whatever, and it's just like everything needs to be as small as freaking possible. I never so. had a Nano. I had I a either. Mini, an iPod Mini. I liked that. It was blue. I got a blue one. I had the flat, skinny, long one. I okay, don't know which that's one that was. literally an iPad, uh, iPod Mini. So thank you. Okay, that's what, what color I had. Was it? I had the red one, which was like the American Red Cross yes. one. All right, Slay. Yeah. Uh, Tom, did you have an iPod mini? Oh, I had a Nano. Uh, oh. Yeah, real, real small. <clears throat> but uh, you couldn't see what song you were playing on it. No, not really. And I, I actually don't like the little small things because, like, I drop things a lot. And then if they, like, drop and, like, they fall under something and then you spend, like, 15 minutes having to look for it and it's just too small. Like, there's, need there's big like, things a compromise. Like I the iPhone size, I actually think is like the right size where it's like you can keep track of that thing. You have the but dropsies, like, you're saying. Yeah, dropsies. Who doesn't have the dropsies? Yeah. I definitely have the dropsies. Yeah. Um we were talking season six, episode 14, clean and sober. I I said coming into this, I think this is the best episode of the season. I found it like so funny, so ridiculous. There's so many moments that are pretty laugh out loud and of course for all the jossie stands in the world it seems like there's something going on there tom i know you've had a very long running theory throughout this season that we'll dive into when we get to that point in the episode um i'm very uh, curious to hear all of your individual points that have been building to this moment um but let's dive into the episode um we start out with, with this like very like pornographic music in yeah. the background as Jack and, and PEC are at like a Best Buy yeah. and they're shopping for this like 
massive, massive TV. Joey's there with them. And Joey thinks it's like absolutely ridiculous. She says like, oh my gosh, it's the most like flagrant, uh, like view of capitalism I've ever seen in my life. This TV is freaking massive. And like, I mean, I think like probably the TV in my living room has about the same size screen, but it just doesn't have that big honking back to it. Like this one does. I'm going to tell you a story. Catch me 2007. Um, going on my first date with this boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we drive to the local shopping center. First stop, Toys R Us. We take a little spin. Second stop, the local Best Buy. And we take another spin, just looking around, you know. Did you buy anything? <laughs> So I don't remember. So romantic. Final wow. stop, the diner in town. Uh, now I'm engaged to this man. Where did I go wrong in life? <laughs> <laughs> this was my first fucking date with my I fiance. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, back in the times that you're talking about, in 2007, when mm-hmm. you were of that age that you were, where you're like, you know, late high school years, early college years, you didn't have a ton of money. I went on plenty of dates where it was like, let's just go futz around in Best Buy and look at nothing and buy nothing. That was like the thing to do, Tom. Yeah, we had borders. Um, like we would just mm. walk oh around God, borders, borders. Right. Yeah. a few like a few hours, and it was like, why? That was weird. That's the um, thing to do. That was definitely the thing to do when you're 18. I, now I have standards. Now, if a man took me to Best Buy on our first date, I'd be like, literally, fuck you and bring me to a Michelin, a Michelin star restaurant. Who do you okay. think you are? What if what if he did it to like be romantic? Like, remember, this was our first date. Going back to our old haunt, Toys R Us. We did that date like continuously until eventually I was like, what are we doing here? What are you like? Like, like why is this like our frequent place? Um, yeah, so. I mean nowadays, I don't think this would make a pretty also, a very good date. But yeah, Best no. Buy back in this day, and you can see in the background, movies galore. There was music. So there was things to see. Yeah. Now there's like two movie aisles, and the rest is just refrigerators. Yeah, definitely more into like the like you see how many people are like there buying DVDs. Um, but Joey is there with them and Pacey and Joey are just walking. And as they're walking, Pacey's just casually picking up like gaming systems. 100%. Like, a, he, I think he picks up a DVD player and a PS2. Yes. And he's got one in each hand. And like the DVD player and a PS2 aren't that big, but they're in these really bulky boxes. And he's in a suit. And that's that's hard to do to be like carrying those two bulky boxes just casually picking them up in a suit like it's every time i've watched it watched the episode that stood out to me very much does the ps2 not play dvds isn't that one of its maybe not back maybe not back then maybe he didn't know that i don't know um but joey says like there's certainly better things you could be doing with your money um but she says you know what i'm very impressed with you um because you got yourself to this place look how far you've come and we get this like sentiment from pacey like we've heard before where he's worried that like he's gone too far away from who he once was and he says you know what 
the person I used to be was a pretty good guy. And Joey says, you're still are like, you know what you've always said. She says this madcap genius waiting for potential to kick in. Uh, and she's very, very proud of him. And I mean, I understand this, Sarah, because this is Joey saying this and Pacey has always held Joey in very high regard. And right. so for her to say that she's proud of him and still thinks that he is still the same Pacey, but just like uh, a potentially fulfilled yeah. uh, uh, Pacey is like, he loves this. He's very happy with this. I I feel like that's all I want in the world, too, is somebody to say that they're proud of me. And uh, especially when you don't hear it that often. So I think that this itched a scratch that Pacey needed and wanted to hear. And I don't want Pacey to feel so down on like who he's become. Sure, he's a corporate sellout and is probably doing money laundering. But aside from that, he's in the up and up. <laughs> okay, but Tom, in, in Pacey's defense, he doesn't know what numbers Incorporated is up to. So... He doesn't know, but I'm with Sarah. Not to, I, I know like what's going to happen, but like I, I, I can put myself back in the mind of watching this for the, the first time. Watching mm -hmm. that scene at that party a uh, couple episodes ago, 100% with Sarah. Like, ooh, this is really sketchy. And I do think mm -hmm. that like, because he was like, wait, I'm really young to be getting all of this. This is and like you had the christmas episode where doug was like this is happening really fast you're getting a lot of money really quickly and you don't have a college college degree there's well back in the day you didn't really have to do much to like my dad worked for as we know for the yankees but he was an engine of radio engineer for the yankees traveled with them for 30 years and never graduated college i don't even think that he went through one semester of college yeah like, back, back in the, in the day, day it was very just different. Do shit. yeah you didn't necessarily need a college degree to do things um but i do i do like this sentiment from joey like again i think sometimes she really does ride the line of like being a little bit condescending about it all right like oh i'm so proud of you like i always knew you had it but this is something he does need to hear and he does seem pretty happy to hear it specifically from joey um yeah and then um, go ahead yeah um I, like i we've talked about my theory uh yeah, put a put a bit of a pin in this um in regards to that sort of theory that's going to come up and also i think this episode is a is going to mark a shift in the Pacey Joey relationship. And I do think this conversation has a big part of that. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling the shift. Yeah. I felt the shift. I yes. felt more open. My heart had softened. <laughs> uh, I grew, I yeah. don't know, three times the size it was towards Joey wow. and Pacey. I'm, I, I'm feeling it. I'm vibing with it. You know, I'm accepting it. Yeah. I know that this is the path we're going on and I'm just going to live and let go, you know? You're along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so along for the ride. I always am. We're at the apartment and the TV is getting delivered and apparently they're having this like really, really big party. Um and to again, celebrate the TV. To celebrate the TV. <laughs> and Jen is very much against this. She's just like, ugh, it's disgusting. You know what's Meanwhile, disgusting? her haircut her haircut it's fucking horrifying tom 
Is there any defense of this? Is she fuckable with this haircut? Stop. Okay. Oh. Answer. A very attractive woman, so yes. But okay. the haircut is uh, is a is a negative on Michelle Williams. But I will say, just to give my two cents on hair, uh, I'm pretty pro the Joey and Pacey hairstyles of season six, which I know is a hot take. Oh. Okay. I can't, I can't do the goatee. So you like the goatee, which you have been saying for a while. And you're saying that you like Joey having nine inches of roots. Tom, how are you defending Joey's hair right now? How is this a thing? It's Katie Holmes. I don't know, Jess. It works. Is hot <laughs> hair... Is hot hair. Is short hair or long hair hot? I think both is, can be. What do you mean? Is both hot? It depends um, on the style. Obviously, everyone has their preference. Yeah. I, I could probably lean a bit towards long. But yeah, this is going to be if uh, this is going to be a topic of discussion in a just in a lifestyle podcast one day, mm-hmm. but not here. No, and Sarah, I think Sarah's also projecting because I scheduled a hair appointment to cut my hair. And I think you're going to be hot it. with it. I just want to make sure you don't look like you have a helmet. And that's my biggest concern. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be fine. And you know what? I have news for everyone. Hair, it, it grows back. You're going to oh, look. No. You know what I think? I think that you're going to look like a fucking mushroom. A mushroom. I mean, that I like mushrooms. Exactly. I think that you're going. You know how mushrooms have like the big head? That I have are, a big like a head. Cap, so sure. A cap, and then yeah. like just stick. That's what I'm afraid of. I don't think you should be afraid of anything because it's just hair. Yeah. Male, male part pattern baldness runs in my family, so it doesn't always grow back. Just to- <laughs> oh, wait, Tom. Did I tell you? So one day, not too long ago, I received a text message from um, my aforementioned fiance who took me out to Best Buy on our first date. He said, Sarah, um, can you is my bald spot noticeable? <laughs> what, what's the what's the answer that I'm supposed to give in this situation? I mean, is it? So, I will say, <laughs> you two have been together for a long time. So, I think you are capable of honesty to a degree that perhaps, like your 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 new relationships might not be. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the answer I is be honest. I think mm-hmm. the answer is like, yeah, but you look good. You know, yeah. like I think you got to be honest, but also follow up with the compliment. That's what yeah. I tried to do. Yeah, and how'd that go for you? I think that he got into a into a funk. Yeah, yeah. That's he okay. said, and I said, sometimes the truth fucking hurts, man. That's yeah. what Lizzo writes about. The truth fucking hurts. Yeah. So I said, not seriously. I only notice it when I'm above you, like standing over you. I don't see it from behind. You shouldn't feel okay. This is bad. So I said you should feel self conscious, but then I I I I fixed it and said shouldn't feel. <laughs> um, but with the little asterisk, it was just a typo. That's hilarious. And then I followed it up with you're honestly just looking better with age. Lucky you. But then I said, but if it's bothering you, we could always go to Turkey because t- a lot of people are going to turkey for um hair plugs stop okay that's where you went wrong i think i think you were good all the way up until that final statement i think and then you ruined it 
Uh, I think you took away all credibility of everything you said before <laughs> by saying that. And then he said that he does notice it in pictures. And then I said, here, some comedy. Truthfully, Oliver's bald spot is much more noticeable. Our dog. <laughs> um, oh, but if no. it's Okay. Oh, and then I went back into <laughs> we could fix it if you want to. Oh, no. And then I said you might want to do your deviated septum or eyes first. Oh, no, I really did do bad. Sarah, what are you doing? You took one thing he's self-conscious <laughs> about and added two more things to it? <laughs> this is a lot of a This is a long response. Do you ever do the thing where uh, he asks you about something he's self-conscious about and you, like, change the topic to something you're self-conscious about? Like, maybe just, like, completely, like... the question. Oh, I should have done that. Change the energy completely so like he's instead of him being like oh i'm feeling self-conscious now he's that's like terrible you. that's a terrible thing to do but um, like it's gonna seem very selfish <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and then i also said you can ask your hairstylist for advice oh my god you kept giving advice how many things of advice did you give him well then i just finally i said i wouldn't stress about your hair my love okay and then it seemed like it ended Except in his mind, it went on for weeks. Was he responding to all of this, or was this? All he was responding. Okay. Oh he said God. that he didn't want to Turkey. He a wall of text with different suggestions. I mean, yeah, but also oh he God. didn't want to go to Turkey. So okay. Anyway, that's why I said we can do something stateside. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, Jen is there with a really shitty haircut. Um, and uh, yeah, she's very much against the giant TV. But uh, she, the, again, the reason they're throwing this uh, this big party is because of the stupid TV. And Bertha's, Bertha's birthday party. It's Bertha's birthday party. Oh my God, Bertha's, birth, Bertha's first birthday. It's her yeah. adoption party. <laughs> it's her gotcha day. Gotcha day. <laughs> Uh, David uh, comes. David also loves the giant. Uh, and I love David. I Give mean, me more David. We've been saying. Love him. Uh, but Jen pulls PC aside and she's like, listen, I'm bringing CJ. And he's just like, wait a minute. The shitty dude that I punched? And she's like, yeah, it's the shitty dude that you punched. But can you please just not punch him at this party? And he's like, okay, sure. Uh, so she agrees to get ice, which, again, she repeats, is not for the punching of faces. It's just for drinks. Yeah. I want to shout out quickly the Twitter account, Pacey Gets Punched, who often – or maybe it's Instagram – who who often likes uh, comments about um, Pacey getting punched. So he's a puncher. Incredible. It does make sense. Uh, they make a deal. So good for them. PC just has to keep his cool for one night. I feel like it's possible. Certainly possible. I mean, I felt like it was kind of nice, Tom, because I felt like they were almost foreshadowing something was going to happen between CJ and PC. So it was kind of nice to, like, actually not have that happen instead. Yeah, I mean, it's really not that hard um, to not punch someone. It's actually pretty easy. In you my keep your fist to yourself. Like, um... Like, I feel like I go all day without punching anyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but do you think about wanting to punch some, someone? Maybe, like, occasionally, but it's not it's not that hard. It's not that hard to not do it. So um, we're really setting the bar low for Pacey, but he's clearing it. So, yeah. 
uh, and then Emma arrives and uh, she's just like, Ugh, what in the world is this monstrosity? Uh, this oversized hag. Uh, again, none of the women on the show <laughs> like the big TV. But more importantly, we get introduced to Gus, who is her fiance. This is surprising. Yeah, apparently there's this whole side story this episode of like, okay, Emma dropped out of school because she thought her band was going to make it big. But that means that she no longer has any sort of um, way to be uh, legally domiciled. Yeah, she lost her visa. She cannot be legally domiciled in the United States. So she has to find a way around that. And Tama, her brilliant plan is, I'll just find some schmuck to marry me. I mean... I'd love, I'd love to be Gus in this situation. Uh, really, I think <laughs> Gus, Gus is gross. Like, situa- like Gus had like such a good situation, and he like we set the bar so low for Pacey. The but the the bar was even lower for Gus, and he like went under it. So mm-hmm. Gus like sucks. Way ass. to fumble, way to fumble the bag here, Gus. Yeah, um, I mean, if he was just a little bit less gross, then he could have gotten a free wife out of the deal. Yeah, just don't jump into the TV at a party to celebrate the TV. That's like, it was- <laughs> <laughs> don't murder the child at the the uh, at the birthday party. I think so. That's um, number one rule. I do have a question for you. How are you guys feeling about Emma? Because in my head, Emma is a character I I think had a lot of potential. I think she's just introduced too late in the series run. Like, I think it's, like, too yeah. late to really be caring about Emma the way we're kind of supposed to be caring about Emma. I want to like Emma. I do. But I think the problem is that they just don't do enough with her. And they really just drop the ball in terms of, like, okay, she could have been a really fun friend for um for um Audrey. But then Audrey, like, goes to rehab and, like, she's out of the band and they fight and blah, blah, blah. Like, there, there's so much potential for her here that I feel like they don't really create the a fully realized character enough for me to care about her at all. Yeah, I can, I can agree to that. Um, for me, I just, like, couldn't care less. Like, we're, once again, we're in the, the seventh inning and I just, like, I can't be bothered. But there's one way for me to be bothered or care about Emma, is in and that's if she winds up marrying Jack. For, yeah, for for a uh, green card, <laughs> then yeah. I'll care about her. Yeah, and like, but that's but that's like why I was like, if they had introduced Emma in season five and we had spent like a season with her, and then in season six, like this pops up and you have this character that was around for like a season and a half, and Jack was talking about marrying her, you'd be like. Oh, maybe, but like, as it is, it's like no. I don't. I I think she can just go to England, and the show will be okay. Exactly. Uh, Emma would be okay if she just goes to England. Yeah, we're like maybe you should leave. Um, Dawson is visiting Audrey at rehab. She's really, really excited to see him. She's like, "Hey, I have allergies. Please tell me you brought me some Nyquil." And the receptionist is just like, absolutely not. Like, you're not allowed to have that. Uh, and she's like, well, then tell me you brought me magazines. I'm so bored. Uh, and she talks about how she read the Bible because she's so bored. But uh, I love this. Like, this is, okay, this is fascinating. And I think this makes me happier that, like, Dawson is in California. 
because it makes more sense that he'd be the one visiting her given that she's across the country. And I gotta be honest and say, Sarah, that like, I really love Dawson and Audrey as a duo. We talked about this mm -hmm. in the, the very first time they met. We found yeah. them very fun. And I really loved anytime. I love anytime they're like all together alone. They actually do get on really well together. And I think that I kind of feel like they equally get a kick out of each other, but for totally different reasons. I think that Audrey is when she's her best self, um, funny and a bright light and someone that's just more carefree in the world. And I think Dawson is just like, Oh, Audrey, like you're like, you're silly beans, but you're so fun. And I think that Audrey sees Dawson as this like small town boy with big dreams. And it's just like, Oh, you're cute. You're cute. You know, like your silly yeah. little small dreams. Like I think that they get a kick out of each other and it makes for a really fun dynamic. Um, and yeah, like I, I remember in the first episode where Dawson and Audrey met where Joey ditched uh, Dawson right away to go yes. drop a class and um, Audrey wound up giving him the tour and it was a really fun dynamic. And I think that I've liked the two as a pairing ever since. Yeah, Tom, how do you feel about Audrey and Dawson? Yeah, I love it. Um, I with obviously with these teen ink shows, they there's the there's the urge to get every different pairing possible, uh, romantically. Um, so like the 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 pairings they don't mess with are the pairings that are like really can be really fun because you're like yeah these two like there's no nothing romantic here but you do have your platonic uh mm -hmm. energy which re works really well and um even though they did mess with sort of a friends with benefits type situation i do think there's there's a sort of a similar vibe or yeah with Pacey and Jen that I think often works oh, uh, pretty well got it yeah also with Jen and um Jack like I think I think that their relationship we often say is probably the strongest duo um, yeah. at times throughout the series and it's because platonically they are like the best friends and um you know, like I don't, I don't mind that one drunken night at the ski lodge. A lot of interesting things happened at that oh ski lodge. God. It was the best of times and the best so of times. Stupid. What do you mean um, it was stupid? I hated it. You're right. I, I hated it. it. No, I didn't mind it. I mean, to be honest Dumb. with you, I, okay, hold on. If I had a best friend who is gay and he hot. very hot is also a very important. hot best friend who is gay, of course, and we were that close together. I would be like, you know what? F it. Let's just try it once and see what happens. <laughs> like, why not? Why mm -hmm. not? So I feel like you just have to, like, try it out just once. And Jack, Jack did have, like, like, he was, he was, he's gay and he, like, came out as gay. But, like, he had previously had a girlfriend and, like, he had attraction to Joey, like, as we brought up in this episode. Like, yeah, physically he got excited by Joey. So, like. He's yeah. not like unattracted to women necessarily. Right. Like, there's probably a world where uh, they would write Jack more as just bi instead of gay, but like, obviously, they want to make, yeah. make more mistakes. Well, you know, sexuality is fluid. And mm -hmm. so I think that your percentages 
could vary. Right. So back to Dawson and Audrey. Okay. Where well, we're like so well, far off a tangent I know. Her, now. Her outfit's really <laughs> ugly. I don't like it. And okay. they're going around <laughs> and she's giving him the tour, which is really beautiful. And honestly, how can you be bored here? There's like eight pools and a golf course and a bunch of rich people. Um, talking about rich people, they come across this uh, fancy lady, this Tony producer. Stark, who Tony, is not the Marvel movie Tony stupid. Stark. Like, how dumb. can they? How can they make somebody named Tony Stark and not be like, oh, this might be? I know that Iron Man before the Iron Man movies wasn't a like actual like popular superhero character, but still, like, how can anybody hear the name Tony Stark and not think of Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, it's Whoa. pretty. It's a pretty dumb decision, but uh, maybe I think probably at the time they were like, "Oh, this is like this is like the Iron Man character in that comic book." <laughs> yeah, because Iron Man hadn't didn't come out until two thousand eight, so like they did get here first, but like the comics already existed, well, so the comic books have existed for exactly the movie years. didn't come out yet, which is yeah. like obviously what brought more like cultural uh awareness of tony stark but before they see tony stark like dawson says that oh i've been living in todd's guest house um which is like pretty much a nightmare and the, our movie is going straight to cable which Ooh. means that todd is not going to be getting any work and subsequently i'm probably not going to get any work and i really love audrey's response is yeah i'm in rehab dawson <laughs> <laughs> like bitch what like you think your life is miserable i'm literally in rehab you fuck uh i love audrey how audrey can like so much bring people down to earth and he, he sees tony stark and he's like he wants to go talk to her and he's just like well you know what that's fine like i guess you can go talk to her like you know i'm here and you're supposed to be visiting me but that's fine. I feel so bad for Audrey. She's constantly getting ditched. Well, she says that and Dawson's like, you're right. Let's get, let's, let's talk about you. Let's get really into why you're here and what caused it. And she's like, oh, actually, yeah, no, let's, let's do that. The Tony Stark thing. Cause I <laughs> don't want to do that. That sounds like way more fun. <laughs> so yeah. So she agrees to go uh, stalk the burnout is what she says. Which, let's go. In, in true Audrey and Dawson fashion, this does seem really fun. And like, I don't blame Audrey for being like, I've been talking about myself nonstop and all these group meetings and everything. Like, let's go do something fun instead. Um, so they leave to go stalk uh, Tony Stark. Uh, CJ and Jen get to this party, Sarah. And apparently Jen didn't tell him that this was like a big Bertha, you know, um, gotcha day party that Pacey was hosting. And so when he gets there, he's immediately like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be here. Get over it. Stop being a freaking baby. If you're going to date Jen, then you know you're going to see Pacey. They're in the same friend group. Get a life, CJ. Go yeah, call CJ that sucks. hotline and get a clue. <laughs> I will. Yes. I, I, I agree. He does need to get over it. Uh, bringing it on him like last minute is i would be a no-no that like jen knows four people in boston who do you think is gonna be at this party jack <laughs> jack lives with pacey <laughs> exactly she probably yeah, said we're going to jack's if cj had a clue he would be like oh i know also I cj mean sucks so i just don't have pity for him you know what i mean yeah 
well you know he's a stupid hoe so but he's he a, needs he's a stupid he hoe. is he's a stupid hoe <laughs> so uh they they get inside and we have a joey and, and everybody's like crowded around bertha and in the kitchen uh joey and pacey are having a little conversation and again joey's like oh i'm impressed by this party i'm like joey are you like impressed with literally everything does everything pacey does at this moment wow this yeah, party is so impressive rose colored glasses we just had to put them back on oh, oh my, my gosh you poured this apple juice without spilling i'm so impressed seriously so she she asks him to get her a drink and she says something fruity and mind-numbing and she gets annoyed immediately uh because tom he's like he gives her this look and she's like look at don't look at me like i'm just this innocent like girl from the creek i drink alcohol now fuckers yeah i think that he's making her sex on the beach it looks like vodka orange juice cranberry juice yeah yeah let's go is he trying to hint to her something tom <laughs> tom are they going to have sex on the beach tonight they had so many chances to have sex on the beach. They were yeah. literally sailing a, on, on a boat for all summer and they failed to have sex on the beach. I, I mean, I like when you have like the chance to do boat sex or sex on a beach, I'd rather have boat sex because there's not sand that can get trapped into crevices. Okay. Yeah. But like you'd want to try it like once. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she uh, is like very excited about getting uh, drunk though. And she's like, he's like, you know what? Fine, enjoy yourself. And she's like, okay, all bets are off. And she puts even more vodka in the cup. Yeah, I do like, because obviously with the Audrey storyline, they've been like, yeah, alcohol and drugs and all that. It can be really bad. Um, and it, maybe it kind of sucks that this is what they're doing with Joey, but they're also, but I do like that they're going, but like, in moderation it can yeah they're really fun. sending mixed messages when we have characters like audrey who's in in uh rehab in and re cj who is um uh, an al uh, recovering alcoholic well okay there's a difference between joey who has the ability to be have a carefree night and the worst that she does is get a little sloppy and accuse murder on <laughs> all little, her friends and like driving murder. a vehicle that is not yours into a house that this is, is also not yours like you yeah. know not apples to apples here no yeah. this is very fair but yeah and i appreciate that because i do think like if you just had like cj and you just had audrey it would be very like puritanical like alcohol is always bad and i think by having joey you know like okay if if you do in moderation and i like pacey's point like you are here it's a safe place and you you see like throughout the whole night he's he's with her the whole night making sure yeah this is just a regular party she's not going anywhere she's not driving and we got our first drunk joey scene where she's talking to david and we're immediately like yes girl spill the tea to new guy david and she says She's talking about Jack and she's just like, oh yeah, like I wonder, I kept wondering like when Jack is going to return to his art. And like, again, Sarah, I love that this is getting brought up because we've often talked about like, what happened to Jack the artist? And yeah, Joey kind I of says the same thing. Had recently brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And so she says, well, when I first met him, he was so dorky. Um, she's like, I didn't think he ever liked me except there was this time I was sketching him and he got excited. We all remember that time. Yeah, because then he spilled the chocolate milk all over the drive. 
(laughs) (laughs) That did happen. And she was very upset about it. Um, And then what else happened then? Didn't she ask him like what sex was like? Mm. Yeah, because yeah, she had like, had sex before. Yeah, he wasn't what is a virgin. it like? Tell me everything. All and the they were—it was all like romantic, the way he was describing it. Which and then is he, why got he got a bona. Yeah. And then she chased him away because she's afraid of the bona. And then <laughs> afraid of the bona. <laughs> she's afraid of the bona. Uh, what else happened? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean that was like he was like sex is scary and. That was the episode where like, <laughs> that was so long ago. And I was surprised. Three or two or something. <laughs> yeah, um, he said sex is scary. Yeah. Uh, that was probably not like a word for word, but like I, that was one of the things. And it was, I think he was sort of like, I think they were like trying to hint at that time, like, oh, his last experience maybe wasn't right because he was with a woman and he's yeah. secretly mm. gay, but um, we don't know that yet. And that was, and then the next episode was like the mystery of who had sex. And it was- Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah, that was- Yeah, so it's <laughs> so funny. funny. Like, and David's reaction's like, no. And Joey's just dying laughing. I loved this. We're going to get even more from Joey later, but this this little bit right here was enough for me to be like, yes, I'm all in on this. This is fantastic. Spill the oh tea, Joey. God. This yeah, drawing that... They... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I do think we have a mutual friend who, when when he gets drunk, maybe a bit like uh, drug uh, a little Joey. Sloppy. A little sloppy. Very sloppy. Very spilling secrets. Yeah. And We've all it. had those moments where you just get a little loose-lipped when you're lubricated on alcohol, you know? Just things get a little slippy, you know? Um... So this this moment isn't really intended to be a super funny moment of the episode, but it is because um, Audrey sends Dawson to go speak to Tony Stark and Audrey, like, I want to say, quote unquote, hides. She's crouching down in full view of Tony Stark. And I'm like, who the fuck is she hiding? From? <laughs> I've done this. <laughs> so weird. and I I couldn't even pay attention to anything that was happening between Dawson and Tony Stark because I was too distracted by Audrey crouching in the background, Tom. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. she didn't even hide behind the plant. Yeah, I will say I love this episode and Audrey crouching in the background is very funny. The Dawson Tony Stark was Who cares? Maybe like kind of the yeah. Kind She's of the eating one of those like 50 cent lollipops that must not taste good at all. Yeah, the bank lollipops. Yeah, they are shitty lollipops. Well, you know, she's sober. She needs the shugs. But he I says, do think she's like, uh, I do think she's like really kind of into Dawson. She's oh, like, she is. She says, God. oh, you have nice hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she accuses him of teasing her with his uh, manly bits or something. She Ooh. says, yeah, listen, baby bird. It's bad enough teasing a drying out broad with your naughty bits. But it's worse to try and talk about business with somebody who's currently out of it. It's naughty bits. Yeah, I do wow. think this is part of the, like the Dawson glow up that just sort of every uh, random middle aged woman is super into him. It's honestly upsetting. I'm personally offended, Sarah, that this is the trope that Dawson is just like so <laughs> fucking irresistible to every person he meets. I think he's hot. I don't think he has. His, but okay, there is a difference between being like semi attractive and like having game. And while Dawson is semi-attractive, he does not have game. Yeah. No. Maybe. Sometimes he does. <laughs> wow. Sarah really feels committed to it. <laughs> I think he does. Sometimes he does. 
It depends. I don't know. I love Audrey coming over and saying, you're helpless. Well, she's <laughs> like, you fucked it up. Remember when he had that saxophone with the the, TV, the movie reviewer? Yeah. yeah, all yeah night I, long. Think, I think ever since then, he's sort of had a, an aura about him. And I think uh, I think Tony Stark picked up on that aura and was like, you're hot. But uh, I don't want to talk about the, um, you in the business. So The business, you know, yeah. yeah. So they're off. Then we're back at the apartment. Jen is wearing such an ugly outfit. It's like <laughs> it's like a tank top, Poor like Jen. striped gray and black, but it has a matching scarf. And I'm like, you're fucking inside. Why? Why are you wearing this? It's so ugly. It almost like it's trying to be like cool and Parisian, but it's just not. Yeah. Um. But David offers Jen a beer and Jen's just like, no, I think I'm going to be sober. I'm going to like be on CJ's side and like do him a solid. And I like what David says where he's like, CJ doesn't mind when other people drink. Like he totally understands. And she's just like, no, it's just easier this way. You know, and it's probably actually good for me. But she finds out from PC that he's like, oh, yeah, CJ's actually a really nice guy. Like we chatted. I offered him a drink. And she's like, oh, did he refuse it? And he's like, no, of course not. Who would refuse it? And she's like, a recovering alcoholics would. And I love Faisy's line of, what's with all the underage alcoholics around here? It's very meta. I mean, like, it's true, though. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I, I mean, it looks like he, I understand Jen's concern, but he didn't take a drink right he's just like holding it he he took he, he took the drink but he did not sip from the the drink i mean i'm honestly for his age and you know experience i'm very surprised he had the um willpower the, the willpower to not drink it and just hold it and in a way it's like then no one's gonna offer you another drink so i mean i don't know if that if anybody would recommend that. yeah I guess my thing, Tom, is that, like, I don't think Jen and CJ have been together long enough for her to be, like, policing him in this way. Yeah, I think it's, I think when, I think it's the the issue of when you, you start um, dating someone who has this issue and you, like, Jen, like, doesn't know, like, what, how she should act around that or, like, does she like give a heads up to people? Hey, please don't offer him a drink because he's a recovering alcoholic. Don't do that. But like, obviously that's something that he wants to be able to, to share himself. And then like, does she drink around him? I like, I think she's navigating all that. And I do have like sympathy for that, but at the same time, it's sort of like, he's been dealing with this. I, who knows how long. I, exactly. I like, I feel like, Unless yeah. he says to you, hey, can you just keep an eye on me? Or or this is what I'm trying to do, so be aware of that. I think you just have to trust that he knows what he's doing because he's maintained his sobriety thus far. So he obviously knows how to do it. Um, I think she gets a little bit too involved in all of this. But we know how or, therapy Jen can be. You know, therapist Jen loves to get involved in other people's problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah there's the like incredibly innovative uh solution of maybe like having a conversation with the guy you're dating before going to a party like yeah how do you handle this by the way like what's how do how do we navigate this like yeah that's usually that's maybe something worth worth doing like having a conversation with your partner Always. yeah probably no one talks <laughs> in the show um except joey 
who's now talking to CJ. Uh, and she says, you know, I think it's great how you've turned Jen around. Because she was such a troubled young lady. Troubled. She killed a girl once. Uh, she says, Abby Morgan killed her with champagne. You want some? She offers CJ champagne. I just, and her face. I just, and he says, no. Uh, and she's like, she does this like, it's like surprised. I like drunk. Joey is the only fun Joey that exists. And I don't want to yeah, say that other Joey sounds terrible, but like other Joey knows how to have a fucking great time. Yeah. She, this is a real riot. When she's, I mean, she's talking about Jen. I literally snorted. It was really fucking hilarious who, who would have thought die. abby morgan would be coming up in the final season of the show <clears throat> i didn't think i didn't i was not anticipating it the show hates talking about its past sometimes like they it only bring it up though. when it's only when it's convenient for them they bring it up otherwise they very much glance over things that have happened in the past and so like for them to bring up abby morgan i was like no we're not going there oh man yeah. i think they missed her as much as i missed her mm-hmm. she would have been she would have been great. Uh, she would have been a star. Yeah. Um, but I do love this. And it's like funny. It's also like a little bit like the Joey Jen. And oh, Joey hates Jen. Oh, I'm so glad you've turned her around. Fuck you, Joey. Jen is just fine. Some of that Joey Jen cattiness. But like in kind of a fat, uh, fun way and not in like. They've mostly moved on, but it still comes out just a, just a bit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think she still hates Jen. I think they're friends, but I do think there's a little bit of maybe I'll I'll, I'll throw a spike uh, her her way in her relationship. Maybe I'll uh, fuck my boyfriend on Joey's coat later. <laughs> um. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> So Pacey grabs Joey uh, and he's like, and he does like apologize to CJ very briefly. He's like, oh, about that thing earlier. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. And so he pulls Joey to the side uh, and they sit down. They have a nice little chat. (laughs) He is a nice guy. What does CJ stand for? I hope those kids work it out. Uh, And Joey says, you know, everybody's working it out. We have Jen and CJ. We have that British girl and that gross guy. She literally worked with her for the last year. Why doesn't she know Emma's name? What the fuck? I think that's a little bit of a meta joke. Like, that British girl is sort of like, oh, uh, yeah. brought in for season six. It's yeah, it, is, it is. It is. It's so Ugh. funny. It's so funny. And uh, Joey just says, oh, I push people away. You do. Uh, and he says, that's not true. And she says, why do they go out to sea or move across the country or follow their dreams just because I told them to? Uh, there's <laughs> always somebody better out there than me. Uh, and uh, he says, maybe you're just so amazing that you make these people like want to be better. Mm, uh, is that true? I think that she just gives everybody the ick and they have to go away as far as possible. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. I do think she holds people to high standards. And when you're with someone like that, you like, you do strive to be better. And then. And then these relationships ended in different ways. So like, I I don't, I don't think there's like a, a one. Yeah, there's not necessarily a commonality between all of them. Besides Eddie, because Eddie and Casey were pretty much identical. Um, Yes. 
Yeah, that's I, true. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think Pacey and Eddie those those breakups though were identical. Like you can no, say not at all between them. But I don't like Eddie. I mean Eddie and Joey that break. I mean the breakup uh, last episode like was like could not it? a bad breakup. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the uh pc joey breakup like later they did some cleanup but the actual breakup was homicide was brutal yeah uh so joey says like oh well we're not together and he's like yeah i guess you're right and then she says oh why do you look glum and she like pushes his face up into a smile uh and then she goes oh i forgot you're still not over me don't you Uh remember christmas uh, and PC goes, oh, yeah, right. And she's like, you're still not over me. That must suck. <laughs> what happened at Christmas? Am I forgetting something? This is when Audrey. Audrey says that, like, oh. PC's still not over. Joey and, like, oh, why are she PC was being, and Dawson she still was, friends? So she was joking then because she was kind of, like, snarking on what uh, Audrey said. Or do you think that she oh, really believes that so- – that PC. Yeah, well, let's get into Todd. This is probably going into Todd. All right, let's okay. Put on yeah. the tinfoil hats. Let's go. Yes. So she is joke. She is joking, but um, like you can tell by the fact she even remembered everything that Audrey said that maybe kind of percolated in her mind a bit. Like maybe like she's thought about that. At least in in my head, that's part of it. Um, do we want to get like the full theory here? Because Let's go. I mean, we I might mean, as what well. Better, what better time is now? Yeah, let's do it now. Uh, I mean, my full theory is that Audrey was very right. Um, and one of the things, so like, we spoke last season. Like, it seems like starting in season five, they were like, we don't need to mention Pacey and Joey were ever a couple. That seems to right. be like the writers doing that. And a lot of the Pacey and Joey fans are obviously not happy about that. Like, the writers have forgotten. They're are they're 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 being sloppy and that's probably what is actually going on it's probably the writers being uh sloppy but i do have a headcanon explanation for it which is that the reason they don't mention it is like intentional because pacey is still in love with joey but like knows in order for him to be friends with joey he can't he like he can't be like i still love you joey because you can't be friends with someone if Mm you're actually still romantic so you're okay so then when you say so that when joey is saying here like oh you're still in love with me like she's joking she doesn't actually believe i it. think i think she's mostly joking i would say that's 90 percent. it could also be one of those things following following tom's theory here if we think this is true or like to believe it in our headcanon that this is what they were doing Joey could also be a little bit like prying, a little bit like throwing something out there and like throwing a little breadcrumb to be like, oh, but you're still in love with me, right? <laughs> and then she like gets a serious look of like, but are you though? You know? Yeah, I think I agree with your theory, Tom, actually. I think I'm fully bought into this. I think um, it makes the season better if you believe the yeah. theory. Well, I, I can I can do that. I can totally buy into it. I think that... um. If Pacey wanted to keep Joey in his life, these are the steps that he would have to do. Can I give you my... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the topic of discussion is... And I think what, you know, Pacey people are going to say is, is, well, if that's the case, then how could he hook up with these girls? And how could he be with Audrey? 
Um, oh. And then I, it seems as though t- uh, Tom has a uh, an addendum to his theory. So, yeah. Uh, well, the addendum is it's. Well, what if? And this is kind of a little bit dark, and uh, all yeah. of this, and is also unpopular. probably very toxic. Mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. you're going to say, but please yeah. proceed. And very subconscious. But what if, like, what if, like, kind of part of the reason he got with Audrey? <gasps> was no. The, both, like, like she's close to Joey. Like that puts him closer to Joey, and also, like, he he acted so cool about finding out that she was still she was getting back to uh, Dawson, or like she was she was back in the Dawson orbit. What if, like, there was a lot of jealousy there, mm. and part of him was like. What if I kind of like rubbed her nose and oh, own? I hate that. I, mean, I don't. I don't okay. like that. I that... have a counter theory. I have a counter okay. theory. There we go. Pro- please a proceed. Few, a few episodes ago, when Pacey and uh, that British girl uh, Emma were at the aquarium, um, they had a whole conversation about, and this has been brewing for a while, where Pacey feels like he's lost a bit of who he was as a result of his job at Numbers Incorporated, right? Like he says it earlier to Joey about how he hopes that he hasn't changed that much, where he's no longer the person he once was because that person was actually a pretty good guy. Now, my theory is that I think he was over Joey for a while, but I think now that he's gone so far from who he once was, or at least he, he believes that with this job at Numbers Incorporated, he feels like the way to ground himself back into who he was, he was at his happiest and at, at his most proud of himself when he was with Joey. And so I think maybe he's like, how do I get back to that? Joey brings me, Joey makes me feel the way I want to feel when I was at my most happiest. And like, I can have both things because she's proud of me for this job that I have, but also I want to return to the PC I once was. I want to stick close to Joey and like feel that way again. Yeah. Mm. I don't like that either. Oh, I I (laughs) kind of do like that. I also think quite frankly, I think numbers incorporated is because he broke up with Joey because he thought he wasn't, he wasn't good enough for Joey. Right. And then in season five, he had this uh, cook job and like, he was having a lot of fun, but I, I still think in his head that that wasn't like a I'm Career. good enough now to be with Joey. Yeah, job. right. This job, Numbers Incorporated, and now he's got the money. He's got the suits. He's got the nice car. Now he's got the fancy TV. He's got all these like symbols of success and that he's made it. And Joey's like, I'm so proud of you. And I think he's finally like feeling good enough about himself to be like, all right, now I can be with Joey. That I and can like, get behind. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't necessarily one hundred percent agree with it, but I can get behind that part of the theory. Uh, for me, in terms of the other women, I would say my answer to that is um, bitches have needs. You know. Yeah, he's not going to just wait around forever. He's a he young. He's a twenty-year-old boy. Like, come on now. Yeah. So uh, I do love this conversation because he says, oh, you know, how you have no idea the hardships I go through trying to maintain a friendship with a dream girl such as yourself. Uh, and he, she says, it gets lonely. He says, I cry myself to sleep every night when Jack and I cuddle. That eases the pain. He's very <laughs> that was loving. very funny. That was <laughs> very, very funny. I think Joey was 90% joking when she said, oh, you're not over me. I think Pacey is like... I think in the first half of that, where he's like, you have no idea the troubles. 
I think that's like 50 50 joke. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth. And then I think 100% with the Jack. Yeah, the Jack cuddling thing I is very funny. Uh, and this is again, this is okay. These are the this conversation and the way it happens. These are the reasons people are such Jossie stands. It's because they do have that like give and take that like the back and forth that people like. Um, that feels natural. Yeah, it feels very really natural. Unlike I feel like I don't know, it didn't feel the same with Audrey, it didn't feel the same with Emma, like it in terms of Pacey. And it didn't feel the same with um Eddie as well. Like they yeah. it's very you can't deny that um, Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes have chemistry. You of know, of course, like of course. they un- undirably, undire, undire. What are you saying? I don't know. What was that? Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> making up fucking words. <laughs> uh, they have, they have, um, they have that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, the chem, the chemistry. The chem. We the chem- get a ton of montages of just party fun times. Uh, and then uh, we get Jack and Emma talking about this whole situation of, like, why she's marrying Gus. And, we t- like, Emma basically dropped out of school. She thought the band was going to take off. And now she needs a green card, so she's going to marry Gus. And he's going to be a roadie for her, I guess. But she says, oh, he's a really good pianist. And at the same time, he's, like, pulling gum off of his shoe, which is fucking disgusting. Uh, And he's like, oh, okay. But he asks for a beer. And he's really fucking gross. Like, Gus is disgusting. He, like, smacks Emma on the ass as she walks away. And he's like, oh, not only a beer, maybe some chips. Oh, can you put the chips inside of a sandwich? So he's basically being like, bitch, make me a sandwich. Yep. Yeah, I mean, gross. Yeah, they kind of found a way to check every gross box. Um, yeah. And he says, oh, like, uh, and so Jack talks to Gus about why he's even doing this. And Gus says, oh, free room and board. Plus, she said she'd cook for me. And Jack's like, she, like, never cooks. <laughs> and he's she like, yeah, makes- but she has a nice rack. So oh, yeah. who cares? She makes green smoothies. It, that gets referenced in every single episode. And this yeah. episode got referenced, like, three times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then when when Emma comes back, uh, Gus says, oh, yeah, like, Jack's pretty cool. He doesn't even seem all that gay. And we're just like, oh, if we didn't hate him already, we're like, wow, you actually really suck, though. Checking uh, every place. Yep. And this is when Jack's like, okay, um, bye. <laughs> He's sad enough. Um, and then we're back at the, the rehab center, and uh, Dawson and Audrey are still stalking Tony Stark. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like Audrey says that, uh, if there's one thing I learned in rehab other than some killer cat's cradle, <laughs> which I loved cat's cradle. Who Man, the fuck didn't? do you remember how to do it? I feel like if I had a person that also knew how to do it, I'd be able to make my way through it. Yeah. All right. The next time that's what we should have done when we hung out. I feel cat's like cradle. we can get pretty, pretty far. We, I think we could too. But I need, I need help sometimes. Some of them well, like, your nails really... might be a little bit of a no, situation. no, 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 no. I think that would actually help me. Tom, you're um, familiar with Cat's Cradle. Not really. Okay. okay. So basically what happens is like you get a giant string and you yes. tie the ends together. So it's like a big circle. Yes, and then I feel like you I would hook know. it on your hands and you put them like between your thumb and your pointer and your ring and your pinky. 
and you put them, you stretch them. And then yeah. you like, and then you go back and forth with a partner. With a partner. And you like make all these little contraptions with your hands. It's very intimate. Uh, for the podcast uh, uh, listeners, it appears that Sarah's trying to do Cat's Cradle right now. Like, with, uh, I got can't do floss. it alone though. With floss. I just want to see if I can do the, the initial part. thing. Okay, you try Which it. I think I can. I think It's I very can. easy. You just got to twist your hand and then pull the yeah, string I can together. Do it, yeah, you got My it. string was it's a little... Too short. Yeah. It's too it short. It's too short. But it is... And then you take the... Pinch the X's <laughs> and swoop them under. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, so talking about Cat's Cradle. And then she says, but the other thing I learned is you have to believe in yourself. You're your own worst enemy uh, and all of that jazz. <laughs> uh, and she says, and I love this because I feel like it makes sense to me that Audrey and Dawson should be having this conversation because Audrey grew up around L.A. folks. So she says, like, no, you're so much better than any of those wannabes. Trust me. I know. I grew up around them. Uh, and Dawson says, oh, are you just encouraging me because you're bored out of your mind? And he's just like, give a girl a break and dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> Which, again, is very Audrey. Uh, and they have, this is a very fun moment, Tom, where they go into, like, group therapy and they completely make up who they are. Um, and Audrey, I think she says her name is Pinky or something. Pinky, yeah, because she chopped off her pinky to right. or something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, and they pretend they're yeah. like a married couple, so they're gonna sit down. Um, and we get another party montage where Emma is doing uh, keg stands. Have you ever done a keg stand, Sarah? No. Okay, geez. Have you? Of course not. I don't drink beer. It'd be kind of impossible to do. A keg I don't stand either. Beer. Tom, what about you? Were you a keg stand guy? I have, yeah, I have not. Uh, it seemed like. Have you? Like... Okay, have any of us been around keg stands happening? Yes. I've been around keg stands. No, I don't think I haven't either. (laughs) Well, maybe. I mean, I went to some frat parties back in my day, but I don't remember them. So probably not. Oh, no. (laughs) What? (laughs) A really scary way to phrase that. Like, I don't, I blacked out all the time. No, I didn't even freaking, I don't even think I drank at the (laughs) frat parties. I, I pulled a CJ and I was just carrying around a cup. Oh, okay. But I never sipped. Yeah, because I think I was afraid of roofies. Roofies, like, really that's bad. fair. That's <laughs> fair. College, very fair. So you I just have a thing that's like a scrunchie that, like, mm-hmm. it like it has a little pouch in it, and you can expand the pouch yeah, to put over before. the top of your drink so that you can't get roofied. And there's also um, nail polish nail that polish. you dip in yeah. to see if you've been. Re- it's incredible, honestly, incredible. But the main point of the thing is, don't leave your drink unaccompanied, and never mm-hmm. take a drink from a stranger. Yep. Two big points. Um, so uh Jack and Basie are having this conversation. We're like, are we gonna have to live with this fuck? <laughs> I don't want to live with Gus. If rent goes down, then I would be into it, maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He's an asshole. I, he wasn't he was not paying. Uh this guy is not paying for anything. This is true. Yeah. It's odd because Kickstand is like a college thing. But like this doesn't really feel like a college party. No, it feels like a young twenties party, not a yeah. It's like a house party. Yeah, which is a Bertha Gotcha Day party, Tom. Bertha Gotcha Day. Yeah, which is something like I feel like shows kind of miss. Like they they like don't quite capture like what like the college vibe is. They get sort of like a twenty. Well, it's because literally everyone on the show is like twenty seven. Yeah. 
So, but Jen and CJ sit down and this is where they're going to have a whole conversation where she's like, oh, are you drinking? And he's just like, you know what? I would be more inclined to answer that if you weren't looking at me like I just killed Graham's drunk driving. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he says, I, I accepted the drink from Pacey because it seemed rude to say no. And I don't like how Jen immediately jumps to the conclusion of like, well, you accepted a drink. Therefore, that must mean that you're drinking. Therefore, you're like, your sobriety is ruined and you suck. Because even if that was true and he had had a sip, I don't feel like shaming him is like the right method here. I could be wrong, but it just feels like very heavy handed from her. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, Jen's just started dating him. Like, and like, I, like, I don't know, like, I don't really know like what you're like supposed to do, even if you're mature, but like, I know just starting out, you shouldn't be, you're not policing. Well, that and I'm not a CJ defender because he fucking sucks. But like, I do understand what he's saying about like, I wasn't about to just tell a random stranger that I'm like a recovering alcoholic, especially worth mentioning, like back in the early aughts. It's even now, I would say even now it's really unusual for someone to be like, you know, oh, I'm not, I don't drink. And like, I'm recovering alcoholic and on and on. And like, it does feel like drinking not drinking is very taboo thing because you're seen as like very strange if you don't, especially if like you don't really have a reason why you don't. It's a very like socially acceptable thing to do. Um, but like it's really hard to even tell a stranger like you're not going to be like burdening a stranger with all of this information about yourself. It's much easier to just accept the drink and know as long as you have the, the fortitude to be like, I'm not going to actually take a sip. And so he's kind of pissed on top of that, Sarah, that like, Jen told Pacey that he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, I think that, I mean, can you imagine if somebody just offers you something um, like a drink or says, like, you, you, you have to spill your guts out every single freaking time? Like, that must sound awful or feel awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is probably easier to just accept it and then put it down than especially having to show a vulnerable side to you with somebody that you just physically fought a few weeks ago, you know, like he doesn't want to get into it. He barely even wants to talk to Pacey. So um, I think that I don't think it's like unreasonable for Jen to assume, but also, I mean, their communication just sucks the both of them in this, in this moment. And yeah. it seems like, they're both being accusatory towards one another instead of supporting each other in this, in this spot. But um, seems as though CJ just sucks and Jen needs more training. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is all, this all should have been a conversation before going to a party with alcohol. Cause like yeah. going to a party, you know, there's alcohol. Your boyfriend is a recovering alcoholic. That's a conversation. Yeah. Like, What's this like? So they're still arguing as we go back to the rehab center with Audrey Thompson. And Audrey says in a Southern accent, my name's Pinky. (laughs) They called me that because a ferret bit off my pinky toe when I was 10. And that is when I turned to the drink. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey, they know you. You've been there for like a month. That's so funny. And then she says like, Oh, uh, Dawson's more than a friend, more than just a cousin. We got married real young right after the second baby. And then there was some more, but I lost track. 
uh and he says uh like she says like oh dawson was really good to me even when i beat him uh he knew i didn't mean it he knew it was just the alcohol talking uh and but dawson does bring up like some actual real life shit that audrey does he brings up the car through the house and we do get some of like audrey apologizing in this character of pinky right of saying like I pushed people away that were trying to help me and Dawson was very quiet about it. Not judgmental, but he just kept picking me up over and over again. He just believes the best in people and he deserved more than like the destruction of his property and Sarah. Okay. I don't know if it's just me, but in this moment, and I don't know if it's a show manipulating me in this moment, I was like, okay, but Audrey and Dawson could be a cute couple. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I thought about it. I thought about it this episode. Because they work well together, right? They do. They do. And I just, I don't know if it's needed, but. No, it's certainly not needed, but it's fun. If it's something that we go down that path, I can lead to a life of acceptance with it. I do not dislike that pairing. Um, I just think that, like we said earlier, there's something nice about platonic couples being and staying platonic as i say couples but i meant friendships um however yeah like i think that they have an understanding of one another i think that like so what do we want out of our couples we want them to bring the best out of one another i can see that i can see that from both of them i think that audrey would get love and support and loyalty from dawson and i think that understanding i think dawson like audrey would bring out the fun in dawson which god knows we need mm-hmm. um he needs like i think that he she brings a lightness out of him i think that yeah like i i i think that they could make each other better people um what else do we want out of our couples passion uh, do we yeah. see these two having passion maybe that's where I think they could. I think they could. I just think we don't have enough proof of it. Yeah. My take is they do all those things, but part of why they're able to do all those things for each other is because the romance isn't there. And then Mm. like that, that part of it isn't like getting in the way or Mm. not like complicating it. And like, I think, which, I, I I just I I just I and I don't see that uh, complex before, and it's so funny because normally when I, I know Jess is normally loves platonic uh, friendships in TV shows, and I'm always mm-hmm. like oh, they'd be cute together. But I, this one is one where I I do think it works better platonic. Uh, I do like, like them as friends. Like that's the thing. I don't need them to be a couple. I just think it's fascinating to me that, like, they've explored so many unnecessary couples on the show. And this one feels like a very obvious one. They're both in L.A. They're both kind of working through some stuff. We saw they had good chemistry and a very fun time together. I think I think they work for me the same reasons that, like, Joey and Pacey did in seasons two and three of, like, mm-hmm. um joey sometimes can be a little bit in her head and a little bit of like a wet blanket and pacey brought up the fun in joey and i think that audrey does the same thing for dawson and dawson grounds audrey in a way that she also needs so like i just think there's potential there that i find fascinating that the show has not ever explored i mean maybe they will we only have like we have less than half a season left but maybe they will explore it 
But I I think it's interesting considering the show loves to pair people together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I totally, I totally can see absolutely where you're coming from. I agree with you that in this moment and before and after, I felt like there could be a world where the show is hinting at that. Is it needed? We have, like, how many more episodes? Nine more episodes? Uh, uh, we have time for this. I think nine and then the finale. Yeah, I think it's like 24 total or something. All right. But so let, 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 let's just, I I would accept it if if this is the yeah. road we're going down. So uh, she does ask Dawson like in her pinky voice, like, oh, is there is there still a home for me to like come home to after all of this? And he says, I promise. <laughs> oh, Dawson, let's have another baby. <laughs> They're funny. They're funny. Uh, like uh, Dawson would never do this shit with anybody else. That's what I'm saying, because that's why him and Joey are so toxic. They're both they bring each other down they all do. the time. They do. And like, I I mean, he's had fun I mean, I still think that, in my opinion, his best relationship has been probably with Gretchen. Um, and Gretchen was funner than Joey as well. So, I don't know. Why yeah. not? Gretchen, Gretchen over Jen? Uh, yeah. I, I think that um, I think that Jen and Dawson just had too much baggage. I, I think like uh, like the most successful relationship that I've seen Dawson have thus far has been with Gretchen. I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Gretchen. I think I think Jen. Like the start of Jen and Dawson was like really really good. Yeah. Um, like those first few Jen and Dawson, I was like, oh, this is really exciting, and I they had worked so well together as friends sort of like audrey and uh dawson that like them getting together was like oh this could really work and then i think very quickly it was like does it but the reason jen and dawson didn't work is because the show didn't want them to work that's the thing there was no real reason they're like oh there's no passion and we're like where was we fucking saw it yeah i feel like the show didn't give them enough of a try as as a couple for me to really be able to decide between Gretchen and Dawson and Jen and Dawson. I do think Jen and Dawson worked very well. I think the show was just over it and didn't want to do it anymore. So they're like, eh, okay, we're done here. Yeah. I think, I, th- I think it's close. It's also tough because Gretchen was when the, the show was still in high school. And I think just the relationships while they were in high school had, had like were different and like in college. But you know? Gretchen wasn't in high school. And it was the first time that I saw Dawson step up and like be an mature adult in a relationship like i think that gretchen brought out like a lot of great things in dawson namely like his maturity i think that like dawson became a character that i actually grew to love because of like when he stepped up mainly from like after his father died like he like faced Mm -hmm. that adversity and like did it really brilliantly um yeah this sounds to me like a great post series podcast of ranking all our favorite couples on the show all so right that sounds like something in we the should books. be doing where's the books yeah the books i have the books it's in the books okay. all right great yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna tear me apart because i'm gonna have to trash Andy and, and pacey to get the oh yeah. no I will, I will kick you out of this podcast right now I, thomas andy and pacey are great but it's just there's no there's but gonna- there's going to be such a fight to get them at number one that 
there's going to have to be some pushback, and I'm probably going to need to we'll see. So back to the party. <laughs> Everyone decides it's middle school time and it's time to play spin the bottle. I think Joey is probably the one who started this. Uh, and uh, so they're like, okay, great. Gus is up first and he spins the bottle. And of course it lands on Joey. And she says, new rule, no tongue. And he, and Jen says, no, no, no. It's fair as fair. Don't mess with me. I've killed before. <laughs> and Joey says, I know. And then she goes to CJ, you see? <laughs> <laughs> all right this is, this is great it's so fucking stupid um but gus says oh screw that to the to the no tongue and uh so he goes over and he licks joey's cheek Ew. and it's fucking disgusting i hate gus he's the worst um but you know what she may have gotten off a little bit easy at least like i don't want his mouth near my mouth i guess a cheek is easier to just wipe off yeah I You'd I, rather I'm, have this man sticking his tongue in your mouth? No, I'm just, I just, it's part of it is like Gus is Gus because he licks you instead of kisses you. Does that Gus? make sense? And maybe Gus shouldn't fucking be Gus then. How about that? <laughs> I mean, Gus sucks. He's the grossest person. So I think part of what makes Gus Gus is that he licks you Gus instead Gus. of you. Gus Gus. Um, so Wait. Joey's what oh never mind what i I just okay well no i just thought that gus is such a cute animal name and then i remembered a youtuber no 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 no, i meant like a pet and then i remembered a youtuber who is like big in the controversy right now did have a cat named gus Mm. and then i was like "Mm, do you know who i'm talking about um i think so colleen ballinger okay whispering it on a microphone i can still hear also that's all over my tiktok and it is so annoying Uh, she's so annoying i'm just saying the tiktok thing is annoying like get off my algorithm bitch i mean the world needs to know i know plenty about it now because i've gotten 50 gazillion fucking tiktoks i'm gonna give the podcast listeners an inside scoop and say before we started the podcast we were talking a little bit about the bear and Jess was like, there's just too much screaming in the bear for me. Oh, so- no. They scream over top of one another, and I can't understand what they're fucking saying. No, that's us, Jess. We scream over the top of one another. we're only two people, not like seven. This is so embarrassing. Oh, well, I'll get over it. Anyway, Joey gets Jack, and she's like very excited. She's like, Jack! And they do a quick little peck, and it's very adorable. Uh, and so then... Jack spins, it lands on Emma. They kiss. Emma spins, it lands on Jen. They it's very like very quick little giggle and kiss. Jen spins, lands on CJ. Uh, and they kiss, and they kiss like very passionately in front of everyone, like full-on makeout session, right? And I love Joey saying, like, wait, that's not fair. You guys kiss all the time. <laughs> so she just wants couples to break up. She wants chaos. Oh, so she's just like Abby Morgan. Yeah. She got possessed by the spirit of Abby Morgan tonight. If you say Abby Morgan three times at Bertha's party, then you become Abby Morgan. Okay. Abby Morgan. Abby Morgan. Abby Morgan. Is it like spirit stick where you have to watch out? I think you also have to be drunk. I think that's part of it too. Man. Well, get, get drinking. Freaking alcohols. I am ready. Get me a freaking alcohols. I'm so <laughs> ready for Abby Morgan to take over my body. Whoa. Well, um, 
in a non-sexual way very platonically <laughs> just like Aww. in a like possession sort of way yeah you just want her to possess your body i gotcha yeah do you think at this point jen's like yeah i'm gonna go fuck on joe's coat right definitely <laughs> she they go like oh i'm thirsty do you want to just and they just get up and joey's just like this isn't seven minutes in heaven and at that moment jen's like we're specifically fucking on joey's coat let's go um so they leave <laughs> Uh, at which point uh, the bottle is spun again. Pacey spins it and it lands on Joey and she smiles and she like points at him. She gets very ready. She takes like a big sip and then she like sticks out her lips like she's a two year old. Just like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she goes lay one on me. Um, and of course, this is when Gus falls and breaks Bertha. Gus, you ruin everything. All the Jossie fans are crying right now because of you. Fuck yeah. you. I mentioned the Jossie fans in the middle of this episode were like, Gus, we're gonna fucking kill you! Well, <laughs> they threw the remote at their TV. It's not know? just the Jossie fans. Think about the Bertha fans. <laughs> yeah the gotcha day is ruined uh, <laughs> so pacey almost pacey almost punches someone but that person isn't cj's <laughs> uh bertha is like throwing sparks is completely completely ruined everything is ruined and my day is ruined my life is ruined bertha <laughs> is ruined yeah um and this is when joey sits up and she says want to play sardines and then she passes out and i'm like the fuck is sardines yeah i don't i don't know what it's a card game no what is sardines i'm gonna it's just do drinking game because that feels like what it is i feel like it's a card game uh here we go um sardines oh what this looks like hide and seek oh it might be uh okay here we go one player goes off to hide the rest of the group counts uh out what to like a random number to count to then splits up and looks for the player who's hiding when a player is found hidden the player joins him or her in the hiding place and the, the game is over once everyone is cramped into one place so it's like hide and seek except one person hides and everyone goes it's reverse hide and seek basically is that, that what she was like? I think that was her way of going and like finding CJ and Jen because she wanted to break that up because drunk Joey just, just she just wants them. to ruin days. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else ever play this? I feel like we played we probably played this, but we didn't call it sardines. I have no freaking clue. No, okay. Um, at the rehab center, Dawson is leaving, and Audrey has to go on dish duty, and she says, "You know what? It's fine. I get out of kumbayaing for the night." <laughs> um uh so yeah so audrey says you know what it wasn't entirely fictional there was some healing going on there and he's like that's good it just sucks you got into trouble uh, and he says you know but she says that's fine it was like way more fun than the regular stuff i have to do it was great to not have to talk about me and my problems for once and it helped out anyways um and so yeah audrey says you seem a little less self-absorbed than when you got here you better get yourself back to la <laughs> uh but yeah uh he's she says i haven't given up on my life just yet and she says next time you come visit me you better be me fucking nyquil you dick it's not allowed inside yeah you can have a lot of nyquil dreams with that nyquil the yeah. other thing 
they mentioned a lot of smoking. I'm not sure if smoking is allowed in rehab either. That's like no. I think. I mean, I kind of feel like it is. I feel like it is, but just outside. Well, I don't. I don't know. I like. I I, I don't know enough to. Maybe there are different types of rehabs, but they probably aren't like okay. You need to clit, clit like you need to cut out this one habit. How many clits? <laughs> you have to clit everything. Can you Whoa. find how much you clit? <laughs> or sometimes it's really hard to find how you clit stuff. So yeah, it's a challenge sometimes. I mean, <laughs> it's a challenge sometimes. Some clits are big. Um, some clits are. Oh this sounds like a really fucked up children's book. <laughs> anyway, uh, everyone's clits are different. Okay. Um, so back to the party. David <laughs> and Jack are uh, just looking at the, the broken TV. And David says to Jack, oh, so you used to go out with Joey, huh? And he's like, who have you been talking to? <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that David hasn't heard this yet. I know, I know. Uh, and uh, and he's like, well, you were making out with women. And Jack's like, I was playing by the rules. Uh, he's like, what did Joey tell you? Uh, David says, oh, not much, but I would love to see your work. And he says, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And I'm just like, is, are we going to get a reveal of like Jack has been secretly doing artwork this entire time and just not showing anybody? That would be great. I would be so happy. Um, Do you realize how many flyers he could have um, (laughs) made in the meantime? He is punching out those flyers, going to FedEx Kinko's, getting them printed out. But then he's like, this is not good enough. My father would never approve. And then he throws it out in the trash. And he pulls out his t89 calculator <laughs> and then he he uh he writes sad yeah and boobies <laughs> sad boobies <laughs> i mean how many boobies has he seen he's seen only a few probably and they were pretty sad <laughs> allegedly Okay, so now we get to talk about our favorite scene. I guess CJ and Jen are making out. These two have some good kiss chemistry, even though they suck. Um, in they general, have the sex. Yeah, I know you all aren't a fan of uh, CJ. CJ uh, Jensen Ackles, though. Jensen Ackles. Uh, that's the actor. The actor. Yeah. What else is he in? He's in Supernatural. Supernatural and The Boys. And uh Oh, he is, is in The I Boys, think, that's right. I think this is sort of his pretty boy phase, but I think he has a later kind of goes through a chop wood phase. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I would agree with what Tom is saying. Like he's okay looking. I'm not like hating on the actor. I What's think he's like Jensen Ackles. That's his name. not a fucking name, gosh. But if it's his name. <laughs> um so uh, he's about to get up and he's like, people probably want to get in here and get their coats. And Jen's like, no, we're going to make them wait. Their coats suck anyways. Uh, and he's like, you're the one rolling around in them. And she's like, I know I rubbed my ass specifically on Joey. <laughs> <laughs> she says that Joey has enough coats. Well, you know she what, Jen? She got her sex stink all over these coats. Ew. You know it's a thing, though. You could open a room and be like, it smells like sex in here. Have you ever heard the song Sex and Candy? Like, there's a scent to sex. And there's no way the sex scent isn't all over these coats. What song is that? Sex and Candy. You've never heard it. It's by Marcy Playground. Uh, I do feel like 
uh, Jess is sort of arguing like a point that me and Sarah aren't like arguing against. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and Jess is like, no, but like, I'm really right because X, Y, Z, there's a song. This is like, the story you, of like, my you life. Can't <laughs> and me and Sarah are like, no, no, we already agreed. No one's trying to refute my opinion. No one's arguing with you here. Yeah, there's, yeah, we know. I'm just more concerned about the coat. Why are you concerned about her coat? I mean, maybe she could just get dry cleaned. Because this is probably the same. Well, I don't know if it's the same coat that. Hi. Sarah's looking around. <laughs> what are you doing? And the dog must have entered the room. He thinks that. Okay, my dog just came in. He thinks I have food because Drew just ate, and this dog is so like, like peanut brained that he thinks that like even though he knows that I've been up here the whole time and I have no food, he's now like he's, he's begging eating, me. You must have food. Yeah, now he's begging me to feed him with it's probably food that I don't you have. Give him food constantly that he thinks you have food. I mean, yeah. I share every meal with him. And every other dog you've ever met in your life. Anyway, yeah. so they're, <laughs> they're finishing up their uh, sex romp and uh, they're talking more about like all of the drinking and yada yada and basically saying like, can we do this? Because Jen says, I don't want to date the idea of you and I don't want to fall for, I don't want you to fall for some false idea of me. Um, I don't really understand what's going on, but they're just talking about like, I guess, leaving and going outside. I don't know. I don't particularly care about this. They had sex. They had sex on a ton of coats. So it's not that interesting of a scene. We lied. No, the most interesting part is that Jen specifically fucked on Joey's coat. <laughs> she, she, and she said Joey has enough coats. Joey does have a lot of coats. She does. I mean, all right. Also, can we wait? We need to talk about one more thing before we leave this scene. Yeah. Is it the hair? No, because that's awful. We've already talked about how awful that is. Yeah. We need to talk about <laughs> the bowling pin lamp. <laughs> Uh, so whose room is this? Pacey's room? I think so, because looking at that comforter, it's like the same exact comforter that covers Joey later, <laughs> which is gross because okay. she's sleeping in a sex bed in like a recently sexed bed. I don't think they're the same bed. Well, we'll have to look later when we get to Joey's scene, but the comforter looks <laughs> identical. You know, um, the, the bed's banisters look like a pepper grinder. <laughs> They do. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was like, and I was about to be like, and also he has like a giant pepper grinder's decor, and it's like, no, that's the fucking bed. Banister. It does kind of look like it, though. Could it be Emma's bedroom? Well, we're gonna I find out in like five I minutes. I would assume it's not because there's no way it's Jack's bedroom. No way. No, that's not Jack's bed. He would never have a, a bowling pin lamp. Exactly. So it has to be Emma's or it has to be Pacey's. Well, we'll see. Well, and if it's Jack and Pacey's party, I, I don't like. I don't think they get to use Emma's room for. Yes, you can. You can do anything that you, you want to do in parties. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a free for all. Let's move so, forward because I need yeah. to know whose bed it okay, is. Okay, well, let's g get through this quick, quick, quick scene between Jack and Emma, where cleanup. Jack basically off he, they're doing cleanup duty and he offers to marry Emma instead of her having to marry Gus. I um, say yes, and she, I, I mean, I would too, but she says I couldn't do that to you. Um, I, you know, I like you too much to do that to you. Um, um and that's like too big of a favor. Mm, I kind of, I mean, yeah, like I understand, but also I wouldn't 
like i don't know i wouldn't hate it like jack go forth technically you only have to be married i think for three years and then you can get a divorce and then they keep the green card i and at this point in time it's not legal for jack to marry other men exactly so okay so this is the tea i have this person that used to be in my life that did marry somebody for the green card and they had to go through like this whole interview process right they did date eventually they broke up and oh the and then like yeah 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 they got married and then like eventually they got the divorce after they broke up and everything went well and everything could have gone well but also, one day she just called me and was like, Sarah, I'm married. And I was like, oh, that's congratulations. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a cousin who was like, cons- she was like in Europe, like sort of backpacking for Europe. And she met someone who was like kind of interested in maybe uh, coming to the US. And like, she like considered it. And like, my uncle was like, I don't think that's a great idea, but like, <laughs> and she, they, she ended up not, but it was like kind of like the talk of the family where you're like, oh, don't love this. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's yeah. like prenup. And then what's the harm? Except that divorce is expensive. Well, if you're not contesting it, is divorce expensive? It's. Oh, you would know this. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I have a great idea. Let's call in our lawyer divorce specialist. Who can that be? Here he is, Tom. Yeah. You've been waiting for this for a very long time. It it does cost some money. You just still have to How much money? Uh... Like that, that depends on where you're getting divorced. Uh, and, and also how much money you have, probably. All right. Freaking A. I'm getting divorced in California where you work. Where, how much does it cost? Uh, you'd have to file the paperwork, which is like 500 bucks. And then. That's not that expensive. Uh, and then, you, and then you, you come in. It's like, it's, it wouldn't be like a ton, but at the same time, it's. Like you put, you open yourself up to some stuff there. Like, because mm-hmm. you're getting married, and so there's, I I can't as you. As Tom doesn't want to give legal advice right now. Yeah, so no, like, that's none happening. of this. We disclaimer. None of this applies to anything in the real life. This yeah. is all just fictional, theoretical hypotheses. How was that for a disclaimer, Tom? Yeah. And plus, yeah, and plus, like, court's not really that fun. For I thought you were about to say court's not real. <laughs> I was like, court is it's not real. Fake. <laughs> it's, it's definitely real. But like it's not like super fun. And just like you take as much drama out of it as possible doing it this way, but it's still kind of like uh, and like okay. like you're there's still the risk like the whoever you marry does like try to get something out of you. Do you do like, prenums, Tom? Uh, we can, but there's like, uh, so um, California's community property. So like, when you're married, like, what whatever you two are making is community property. And what? I think I think most most states are. I think New York and New Jersey. I should look into that. Jessica, <laughs> I would have gone a prenum so bad. It doesn't matter. With me. I'm getting- 
I was just, I, I mean, I, no matter who I marry, if we get the, a prenup. The best part about getting married when you're both poor is that it doesn't matter. <laughs> what happens if you become a billionaire one day? So am I really going to become a billionaire? If you become a billionaire while you're married, it's half. Every, you well, married. good, because I feel like Will deserves half. Oh, while you're married? Yeah, yeah that's, while that's, you're community, that's community that's property. That's community property. Freaking A. <laughs> then I'm not getting married. Okay. Can we move on? Because we really need to talk about this next scene. Yeah. Because I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, this, it was Pacey's room that Jen and CJ fucked in. Same bedspread, same yeah. basketball hoop on the wall, same pepper, pepper grinder bed frame. <laughs> um, so Pacey is holding, he's like Cinderella-ing Joey to the bed. He's carrying her farm, farm, not farmer style, <laughs> fireman style. What? <laughs> I don't know. He's helping her into bed. Is it uh, over the shoulder or is it like. No, he scooped her up. Like he was right, bringing her over the threshold. Of like their married house. Exactly. Speaking of marriage. Yes. So uh, he says, here we are. And she goes, already? <laughs> he says, listen, I know it was a long trip from the living room. She says, that was fun. I'm a lovely drunk. <laughs> mm. uh, and she says, people love me. And he says, and they love it when you tell them your friend's dirty little secrets. <laughs> uh, I do love it. That's true. Yeah. She says, it was a wonderful party, Pacey, until all the smashes and stuff. I'm sorry about the television. He says, that's okay. I was probably getting a little bit too attached anyway uh and uh, he says i'm glad you had a good time you deserved it you're a lovely and wise drunk miss potter and and we know when pacey last names someone he loves them that's mm -hmm. just like canon we all know it right. uh so joey smiles and uh and he says what you and like she's like falling asleep and he like whispers what you said earlier was right I never did. How could I just look at you? We all know this means that what she said earlier is like, oh, you're not over me. And he says, how could I just look at you? And he gives her his pacey eyes, Tom. Uh -huh. This is the only time I've found the goatee attractive. I, I mean, just <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's been attractive the entire season, uh, at least the last few episodes maybe it took a little while to grow in but mm -hmm. this has been this has been pacey season six I joshua think jackson is just so good at his i love you eyes mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah I want, I want joshua jackson to look at me that way um one critique one and then i'll okay. be nice okay why does everything that he has to say to joey that's like i know going to be memed in a creepy whisper and I just don't like the creepy whisper aspect yeah. of it. I know everything. Because she's drunk and... He doesn't want like, her to wake up in here. It's been like, you the whole time. She's like going to sleep. I don't like the creepy whisper. Aside from that, now I'm going to go, okay, let's let's clear that out of the room. Yeah. And Let so then, so then she goes, she kind of like wakes up and she says, you know what else we never did? Uh, and she kisses him because they never kissed after the spin the bottle. And like, okay, Joey for once has chemistry with another human being it on looked the show. Good. It, it was looked a good, good kiss. It was a good kiss. But, okay, two things. Um, don't see her hands anywhere. They're under no, the covers. No, because she's too drunk. She has floppy hands. No, 
the, no, I'm saying you don't see her hands because they're under the covers. And that's yeah. probably adding to the fact that it looks good. Number two, Joshua Jackson puts up the work. Or Katie Holmes actually is still. No, Joshua kid. Jackson is still. I would say if we're giving percentages of amount of work put into this kiss, Joey's giving like 35% and Joshua Jackson is giving like 65%. But that's still better than we've seen Joey in a long time. Exactly. And, and so she like then leans back and she says, like, your turn now. But, but, but as she's leaning back, I've analyzed this too much. As she's leaning back, mm-hmm. he, we get this is all Joshua Jackson, a thousand percent. He, like, does the slow open eye, you know? Like, he was, like, savoring it, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Sarah! It's romantic! My yeah, I know. I really like romantic. it. I The way it. your eyes just looked tells me that's a lie. No, it's not a lie. I'm not lying. Now, She's totally this lying, scene, Tom. Are you all in on my theory about... Uh, because Sarah said she kind of was. Jess, are you in that? Like, I'm less in than Sarah, but I do appreciate the theory as a way to like give the show uh, less of a hard time. What was the theory again? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it was that that like he's basically been he's been, still been in love with her, but like, oh yeah, not to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he just he, said it. He just said, "Of course, I have." He literally yeah, well, just this is that. this is the show. Like, oh, we're fourteen episodes in, we're almost at the end. We got to make moves. Oh, you're saying? Are you are are you saying like it's always been this way? I'm or saying the show is just making it up now. I'm saying the show is just deciding to heel turn yet again to do whatever the fuck they want. Tom is saying this was their plan all along. This was their plan all along, right? Hmm. Well, what does the 25th anniversary <laughs> cast reunion say well, that I, I can't see. watch yet. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not super sure. Like probably the writers didn't have this as the plan, but I just I think it works. Yeah, it I don't does. disagree with that, Tom. I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, but he so she lays back down, she like passes out, he says sweet dreams, Joey, and he like kisses her on the forehead. And like pull, like rubs her head a little and covers her up, uh, and like sits in a chair and like, come on, this was so sweet. And I, I'm not, you know me, I'm like very much a PC and Andy stan, but this was adorable. Um, back in season three, there was the episode where they were doing working on the B and B, or they were the first night of the B and B, and Pacey mm-hmm. was shopping a lot of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ended with Rams being like, you know, you love someone when you just watch them sleep. And then oh, Pace- <laughs> yeah, at the fire, yeah. yeah. Pacey yep. watched Joey sleep, and that was like the that was like the episode where it had, like it had we had kind of been new, but that was the episode where it was like, oh yeah, Pacey's in love with Joey. <laughs> and this, <laughs> I, I think this is the episode where it's like, okay, Pacey's still in love with Joey. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of the episode. That was a great episode. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, okay. So, um, I am fully in here. Like, I I just know that this is endgame. And I'm really excited to see the show, um, like, let these two fall back in love. And I think it's going to be really nice and i have a feeling like i am going to like this version of joey and pacey 
more than any other version except for maybe when they were like hoeing behind everybody's backs um <laughs> but maybe there'll be some more hoeing the longest day backs. ever or something yeah. like that i think yeah um, so i'm i'm looking really forward to seeing like how they they do this it seems as though like pacey is there like i do totally agree with you that um like he has always loved her and i think this is why he stayed in boston like i really do like i think that like he wanted to be at a distance like because to be honest with you like he's kind of friends with Jack now, but and kind of friends with Jen. But I think that he's been there for a while because of Joey. And I just want like Joey. Okay. Like, let's see how we can get Joey to get her shit together and be tolerable enough for me to be like, you deserve to be in this mature, happy, forever relationship. Let's see them. Get, like, we know that Pacey can do the work. Now, let's see Joey. That's why I said the last week. I want to see Joey put up the fight. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's always been Pacey pushing, pushing, pushing. Let's see Joey step it up. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she's got it in her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, we kind of touched on, like, the Pacey-Audrey relationship. And it was kind of a mess. And w- w- does that fit with... Um, Pacey's still loving Joey. I think regardless, no matter what, when they were on that road trip to LA together over the summer, I think that was when Pacey was like, oh, this doesn't feel like the way it felt like with Joey. Like, that's what he said in, like, the first episode. He's like, when we were on our boat trip, I never wanted that to end. But when I was with Audrey in LA, I kind of did want that to end. And so I think that was him sort of realizing, yeah, I want to get back with Joey. And I... for me, I think Numbers Incorporated is him trying to f- make himself feel like he's worthy of Joey. That can make he's, sense. And then he's got all this stuff. And I think he, he got Bertha. He's like, this is my symbol of success. And then Bertha's destroyed. And I think this episode was him realizing, you know what? That's not actually what I want. I think this, and this kind of goes to what uh, Jess was saying. That's not actually what I want. I want, <laughs> I want to be with Joey. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is where he is at. And that's why I said this. I think this is a major shift. Yeah, big moves are being made here towards the end of the season, about middle midway through. Um, we got a lot of feedback, so let's let's jump into some of that. We heard from I don't know if it's Moni Money. Um, if you have like a preferred pronunciation, just let us know so that I don't mess it up. Um, uh, but they have mixed feelings about this week's episode. Uh, they say personally, I'm glad Jocelyn visited Audrey. I did not care about the Dawson and Tony Stark storyline. And for God's sake, I need the name of the writer who names her character so someone can tell them to get off of Marvel's ass. Uh, glad we saw some growth from her. And I liked the skit in the therapy session. Uh, the Gus storyline is awful. The slap on the ass, freeloading and degrading comments, licking Joey, girl, run, please. Let's be honest. The most Emma's, ba- Emma's band could hope for is going down as one of the many one-hit wonders of the 2000s. Uh, also, yeah, Bertha. Bertha is ugly. And once again, what is with the names in this episode? I'm not sure why Jen, and C- uh, Jen thought it was necessary to bring CJ to this party, especially if she was just going to chastise him for having a drink with Pacey, who she asked him to be friendly to, and then proceeded to basically tell him he shouldn't be there with her. They had sex, though, so go off, I guess. 
<laughs> uh, speaking of the party, I liked Messy Joey, but tell me why she was the OPP in this episode. I mean, truly, just exposing her friends to their significant others. I see there were also some kind of uh, some ki uh, kindlings of Jossie in this episode, which I don't mind. And the end kiss was better than usual from Joey. Yeah. Uh, and she says she cannot wait for us for to watch the next episode. Uh, and uh, pasta over pizza any day. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Tom, what's that? What's your take on that? Um, oh, that's tough. I think pizza over pasta. <laughs> right, okay. It's, it's, it's one or the other, Tom. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got pizza. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, we also got I think, a voice I think I want the bread. Yeah. Okay. Bread. You want the bread? Yeah. Pizza. Uh, we also got a voicemail from DBK. Let's hear what he has to say. What up, though, ladies? Okay. Let's start with the episode first. Okay. What was the point of the whole Emma storyline this episode if, like, Jack isn't going to marry her? Is it just like when Emma disappears from the show, we now know why kind of thing? Secondly, Joey thinks Jen killed Abby. Do we agree? Do we not agree? I obviously don't agree, but I think it's pretty funny that she thinks Jen is a murderer. <laughs> um, I enjoy the Dawson and Audrey pairing. They're always good together, and Dawson is a great friend to Audrey because, like, I get Audrey calls him and he shows up like all the time for her. So, like, maybe Joey should take some notes from Dawson on this. And I also liked when Joey, I'm sure you guys will got a kick out of when Joey was saying how great of a friend she is. Like, you're not a great friend, Joey. Um, why did CJ and Jen want to have sex on coats? That seems a little weird to me, but hey, I'm not here to kink shame anybody. Um, yeah, uh, that's it for this week's episode. I mean, it was better than what we've been getting. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of voicemails being like, just wait till next week's episode. Best episode of the season. Don't worry, DBK will be here next week to say it is not. Anyways, till next week. Peace. I love the teasers for like the next week. This is fascinating that DBK does not like next week's episode. Um <laughs> okay, so like let's talk about did Jen kill Abby? No. Well, okay, who stole the champagne? Uh I think it was it Abby? Abby. I think so. She Ooh. slipped on Seagook. Okay, so Seagook, we know, is the number Seagook one killer of teenagers in Cape Side. We've been saying yes. this for years. However, could Jen just have been like, maybe let's not go towards ledges? I don't think we can blame Jen. She is a victim here. <laughs> don't victim blame. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was an unfortunate situation what happened to my queen, Abby Morgan, um, I will never forget her, and I hope that she's doing well. Monica Kina, can you just open up your cameo? Cameo. <laughs> I've been waiting for literally like three fucking years. Mm -hmm. It's been forever. Please uh, just open up your cameo. I just want you to talk about Seagook to me. Seagook cameo. I think we answered DBK's question about why Jen wanted to have sex on goats, though. I 
pretty clearly. Uh, Joey called her a murderer. She was like, I'm going to go fuck my boyfriend on your coat. Exactly. Exactly. It's revenge. Um, Okay, let's hear a voicemail from Temi and see what he has to say about this week's episode. Hi, Sarah Jessica Parker. I know, no H. I know you're getting a little cynical as we come down the stretch, but remember the song um, Too Much For Me from season three that played in the episode Neverland and then repeated in The Longest Day two episodes later? That song came about notably in the scene when uh, Jen, she unwittingly tells Dawson about Pacey and Joey. I realize that they have used music foreshadowing again in this episode, and that's going to be repeated in the next five to seven episodes. Just one of the episodes. But which episode, you'll have to wait for. But uh, the first scene and the subsequent scene of that episode uh, is really, um, I think, one of the best scenes, especially of a a combination back-to-back of the series. Um, The music will play in the second scene of the two. So um, I can't tell you anything, you know, but foreshadowing is something cool to look forward to. Um, I think Gus falling on the TV in this episode was hilarious. You know, Pacey's reaction was <laughs> was just, yes, it was what you want to see. It's really funny. I think they're adding more comedy, and I think it's nice to see Joey, you know, do different things when she's drunk and maybe show that, uh, you know, we can separate Katie Holmes from Joey because I think we've been getting a little bit harsh on Katie Holmes, but if it's true, it's true, I don't know. Um I can't be the one always giving you all the answers. Bye. I want I want you to. Tammy. I love this. We have Tammy. a little bit of a tease for some kind of musical foreshadowing that's going to be happening. Tammy, please tell me all the answers. Tammy only um, speaks in riddles. Tammy, do Tammy you think that I'm too mean to Katie Holmes? If so, I don't think we are. Should I course correct? No. Okay. I, listen, I watched Les Miserables and I heard the original on my own. Yeah. And I don't think we were harsh enough on Gaty Holmes. <laughs> oh. Just saying. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested to hear Temi explain that because to be honest, I'm not sure I quite followed his... This is why Temi concept. speaks in riddles and it's always fun to get to hear after the fact like what he's talking about. But there's always little breadcrumbs he leaves that we have Temi to follow. Temi is a genius. Yes. And even though he says that he doesn't want to give me all the answers, I know that he will eventually. And I appreciate that. Um, we also got an email from Joy. Um, and uh, she says, I vote yes for a special pod- pasta podcast show or episode. Yes. Um, and she loved all the pastas. <laughs> uh, she loved uh, what we said about her chart. Uh, she's going to email a follow-up. She also wanted us to know that Joy Monster is... I thought this was like the cutest little story. Joy Monster isn't my Twitter handle. It's my username on the CoStar app. It's a nickname my husband gave me earlier in our relationship because we were watching the musical Avenue Q. Uh, probably not <gasps> entirely legal means. I can't remember for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. You were watching but- a bootleg. Or the um, slime. Or the slime. But there's a monster called Trekkie Monster. And so he would put monster at the end of a name. So, of course, my husband started calling me Joy Monster. And it stuck. I love uh, it. Yeah. Uh, she says she must have a contradictory personality because I try not to let my phone's battery get below 30%. But I've also drained it down to 1% and even had it shut off on me before I could get it plugged up, plugged in. Um, 
But onto the episode. Uh, what a breath of fresh air this episode is. As soon as we get the opener of Jack, Pacey, and Joey at what I'm guessing is a Best Buy, I knew this was going to be a good one. So many good friend moments. Joey building Pacey up and saying she's proud of him is always something I'm here for. Jen and Pacey are such good friends. Uh, two things. I hate CJ, but the show is pairing him with Jen. And so Pacey accepting that uh, that is him being a good friend. And mm -hmm. two, I have a theory that the reason Pacey is throwing a party at this particular moment in time is because he wanted to tear up Joey after Eddie leaving. Just like he dragged oh. her to a party in season one to cheer her up because she was feeling down about Dawson and Jen. I don't care about Emma and Gus. It is a ridiculous storyline and it goes nowhere. Um, but Dawson and Audrey are such a fun, chaotic duo and I love it. And of course, Dawson would pester someone in rehab about his filmmaking prospects. <laughs> uh, but it was nice that him and Audrey had some serious moments in the midst of all the fun. Uh, go ahead, Sarah. Uh, no, I was... I was just reacting to the fact that like i like i love this theory about pacey throwing the party i do too i think it yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah uh joey and pacey are giving me life those two just have the most amazing chemistry and play off each other so well pacey saying this is a safe space for her and she should feel free to enjoy herself because he'll make sure she's okay is so perfect and he's true to his word uh, the final appearance of other Joey does not disappoint. We get a mention of painting Jack naked, Abby Mooring being killed by champagne, R.A.P., and we also get a glimpse of how Joey feels when she says in a sad voice to Pacey, we're not together. I always thought she was implying that she already believed Pacey was a better man, and that wasn't a factor in them not being together. Uh, we get a jokey, you're still not over me, and Pacey saying that he and Jack cuddle, and I would give anything to actually see that. <laughs> you know uh, what? It could happen. On the couch. It could. Maybe they share a blanket. Ooh. Um, so many cute moments of Joey and Pacey. I also have a theory that the reason Joey suggested a game of spin the bottle is because she secretly wanted to kiss Pacey. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I kind of think she wanted to kiss CJ to rub it into Jen's face. Oh, my God! <laughs> Monster. Monster. Uh, Jen and CJ sleep together. Yay, I guess. I would burn all those coats, though. <laughs> uh, rip to Bertha as well. Poor PC. He really loved that TV. Uh, Jack offering to marry Emma is sweet, but also has a bit more weight to it when you consider that this point in time, gay marriage isn't legal. But thank goodness that goes nowhere as well. Okay. This last scene. In the words of Sarah, we're back, baby. We get Pacey. <laughs> we get Pacey carrying Joey bridal style up a spiral staircase, pulling her shirt down, taking off her shoes, tucking her into bed, listening to her drunken ramblings, and loving every second of it. Just being the best Pacey we know and love. We get confirmation of Pacey never getting over Joey. Her hearing that and replying, "You know what else we never did?" Confirming she never got over Pacey either. She kisses him and says it's his turn. And then we get possibly my favorite of Pacey's forehead kisses with the bonus nose nuzzle because he could oh. have kissed Joey again, but she's been drinking and Pacey would never take advantage of that. So he just kisses her forehead and whispers, sweet dreams, Joey. Oh, my heart. In one episode, those two have revived something that the show tried to kill for all of seasons five and six up to this point. A masterful job. I adore this episode. It's my second favorite episode of season six. Next week is my favorite episode, not only of the season, but of the entire show. Are you fucking kidding me? And I can't wait. That's from Okay, today. I'm, hold on. I'm waiting. 58 seconds left. Forehead kiss. I'm waiting for the nose nuzzle. I'm not seeing it, Joy, but I'm maybe sure we Maybe there. we get a cutoff version or something. Um. Yeah. So my one pushback. How dare you? I've said my, my I said I said I think Pacey was been in love with her. I do think 
Joey did has been moved on and like she switched to da- Dawson and like again I think that kind of I, I think that hurt Facey a bit when that happened. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but like, like I, I think it's there. Um, like, and I said Joey was ninety percent joking. I, I, as I've been thinking about it, I'm like, maybe like seventy five percent joking. I do like her remembering that and bringing that up is is one of those things that's sort of that's interesting. Like bringing yeah. up, oh, you're not over me. That's it. That's She's throwing it out there to see how he reacts. Yeah. yeah. That's just not really something you joke about. And, like, she's drunk, so that, like... Maybe you joke about it if you're drunk, but, but yeah. That, and, like, it's what... It, like, it's... Maybe it's something, you, like, you two kind of do joke about, but, like, you always know that, like, this isn't, like, completely a joke. There's something mm-hmm. here. And, like, so I, like, I think there's a little bit to, yeah. to, to her, like, is there... Like, yeah. I think that's been on her mind since the Christmas, and that's why she brings it up. We also have a voicemail from Kimmy that came in at 520 in the morning. And Kimmy, <laughs> are you okay? Are you okay, girl? We just check it in. You know, I don't usually pay attention to the times, but that's a fucking early uh, voicemail. Anyway, uh, let's hear what Kimmy had to say, hopefully after she had some coffee this morning. Hi, ladies and Adam. Um... So I really loved this episode in the past. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, what's up? Is Dawson's Creek a drama, a comedy, a dramedy? Like, what is going on right now? What is with the cavalier nature of everyone's going through an addiction? And we're just going to laugh about it. Um, I, 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 you know, I've never gone through an addiction myself or been to rehab, but I have to believe that it's offensive. Um, Audrey and uh, Dawson just running through uh, their rehab way and also the way they treat CJ um, is offensive. And so it's just weird that they're like obsessed with this um, sober thing. Um, and uh, Casey said the best when it's like, what's with all the underage um, alcoholics? You already know, you already know that I'm excited about the Pacey and Joey of it all, the jossy nature. I think Katie Holmes like only really wanted to kiss Joshua Jackson, or maybe she's an excellent actress. And she was like, I need you all to know that like uh, Joey only really loves Pacey. And so her kisses are only gonna look good with Pacey. <laughs> maybe that's it. Oh um, but she's otherwise, you know, besides all of the strange, strange, like, uh, references towards people with mental disabilities. Uh, it was a great episode. Um, and Sarah, I know you died at the mention of um, Abby Morgan. It was, it was again, cavalier, but like also hilarious. Um, see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah, I was very surprised to hear a shout out about Abby Morgan. <laughs> and it- it did not disappoint. It was just like so good. It was so good. I just love her. Um, I think Kimmy brought out like a really good point about like how off color some of the comedy is in this show. At yeah. times we've seen it a lot with absolutely how they treat mental health. Uh, oh, we've seen. Fully, yeah. I hate the way that they speak about people um, like 
Andy with her like depression or yeah, they called her, her anxiety. crazy like a, um, a few points. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, the R word has been repeated Ugh. more times than I. I mean, I, 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 I'm never comfortable with that, and it makes me cringe and so uncomfortable every single time I hear about it. Um, like Joey, who's like Joey, does it? Yeah, like I mean, everybody. Like they're very cavalier about it, and it is. I think it's a little weird how they have so much talk about alcoholism in an episode where they're also getting Joey like extremely wasted and like very much making it a very mm-hmm. fun and light moment. Not that like you were to your point earlier, Sarah. Like some people just don't have the ability to stop, right? Like it is a disease, and they they don't know how to to moderate the amount of alcohol they're taking in. But it is kind of strange that in the episode where we have Audrey in rehab and CJ struggling with being uh, an alcoholic at a house party, Joey is like also getting super drunk and spilling all the tea. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a confusing um a confusing message to young yeah. folk back in the day. Like is alcohol, I mean, I guess you can say like oh it's all bad because like look at joey she's like being a mess but then also she's having these big comedic moments that the character doesn't get to have often where we feel that like oh we're happy that she's not having a stick up or you know what so we're like oh this is great like we love drunk joey but also i don't know really mixed messaging mixed messaging what do you think adam what do you how do you feel stop that (laughs) it's not not kimmy's fault no it's it's very funny like the best she's one of my favorite uh guests to listen to and i i just hope i didn't disappoint you kimmy i know i'm not sarah's number one platonic male best friend oh my god I've Adam will so Adam will be on Adam will <laughs> Adam will be on later in this uh in this season. Um yeah, you know me, I'm not a jealous person. You are a definitely jealous person. not, definitely not. Um but I, mean, I do I did think this was a really great episode, despite the fact that it has a little bit of clunky moments. And to Kimmy's point, like, is this the old Dawson's Creek that we know and love? Not like really like shades of old Dawson's Creek, I would say are there, but that's mostly because of the Jossie content that we get, I think. And like the mm-hmm. chemistry. And I love Kimmy's commentary on Katie Holmes being like, I only want to kiss Joshua Jackson. So I will not have chemistry with anybody else. Such um, a, um, like a, gosh, what did they call it? When you act in character out of meta. Character- such method. a oh meta. well method method acting, method acting Jeremy Strong. Yeah. yeah 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 um that's why he, he is the king of method acting all Sarah. right it's like he anyway. invented method acting that's been you know what we can we will not disparage I, Jeremy Strong I will podcast. not say anything bad about anybody on that show ever good okay um next week we're gonna be coming back with season six episode 15 castaways is the title of the episode Sarah so something to look forward to. And, and why does her face look like that? Are we I'm getting true saying, love back? Are we getting true love back? Can I also tell you who our special guest is going to be? Who's it going to be? The one and only Lindy will be joining <gasps> us. And she loves she, true love. Hold on. She was here at the end. We're getting a boat. We're getting a boat. We're getting a boat. <laughs> we better be so we'll see what boat. happens next week. But I feel like there's a lot of anticipation about this episode. I feel like a lot of people... Have come out and been like, just you wait, just you wait till next episode. 
So I'm very excited. Season six, episode 15 is next week. Tom, thank you so it's much because, for joining. Hold on. It's because yes. one second. No, yep. I'm sorry. But okay. true love was lost and love was dead. But now that love is being found again, yeah. we can have another true love. There you go. Sarah's very excited. Uh, it's too bad that we have plans for pretty much right after this podcast ends. And you can't. Yeah, really I don't even know if have enough time to do a smoothie. So, Tom, what are you doing? What's what's going on with you? How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, uh, you can uh, hang out with uh, me, Jess, and Sarah in the Discord, PSR Discord, and play D and D. Yeah, posherrecaps.com slash posherrecaps.com slash Patreon if you want to be a patron and join the Discord. Um, Tom, we always appreciate your input and you coming on here and chatting with us. And really, I, I love your 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 big brain theories about everything. I think it's fascinating. And I like to look at the I like to give like to pretend that the show really was trying something this season with all of that stuff. Remains to be seen. We still have like a little less than half of the season left um, to confirm or deny whether that is what they were thinking. But that's okay. Sarah, you're mm-hmm. doing a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and some like of which that, is with platonic. your platonic friend Adam. Yeah, how I met your father, all of the um poster recaps over here. We do a bunch of things too. You can follow me at shit 90s pod, you can follow me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh Jess is uh, succession over. Uh the show is over. Our coverage of it is almost over. Um, but you can find me at the Jess Sterling, and uh, I'm podcasting with Sarah about and just like that over on poster recaps. Um, and about community over on Posture Recaps. And you can find me at the Just Sterling. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Just Sterling. I'm going to be doing some more cozy gaming as well, besides just the yeah. um, the Last of Us 2. Too, too scary. It's very scary, honestly. I scream a lot. Um, but that's okay. Next week, we're going to be back with special guest Lindy to talk about castaways. It's very, very exciting. Um, I think that's all we have because we have some stuff to do. And we've been here a really long time because this episode was so good. Um, but I hope everyone has a lovely day and we'll see you all next week. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.